pay strict attention to what I say because I choose my words carefully and I never repeat myself. My name is John Q. The Q stands for Quinn Boys, and I've seen over a dozen Denzel Washington films in my life. My co-host's name is Leonard Smith Jr., and he eats his own boogers. Coming to you from Burbank, California, this is the Film versus Film podcast. Leonard, what's up, man? I do not eat them. I don't <laughs> eat them. I've never seen you eat them, but you know we call you boogers. So that's hey, what man. I assume. That's how you got that nickname. All I'm saying is, what's wrong if you take a little bread? I'm just trying to take some bread with me. Anyways, I am Leonard Smith Jr. I see you taking that bread. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It was such a great line. Uh, uh, anyways, I am Leonard Smith Jr. And uh, we have a great episode for you today. It's going to be a lot of uh, stern, loud, uh, just, uh, you know, very... Oh man, I don't even okay. point it. All right. Talking. Any, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, man. Like Come thinking, on. I'm getting lost in the in, in the sauce. Um, we got we got a fun episode today, thanks to um our guest who gave us a great prompt, uh, the actor, comedian, writer, member of Lemon Pepper Wet, Vince Pegler the third. What up, what up, what up? Uh <laughs> you know when you were talking about you said loud. Stern, I was like, oh, he's attacking all my characters right now. Basically, <laughs> basically, basically, what Leonard looks at me as soon as I hit another octave in our scenes of loudness, he's just like, oh, here we go, here we go. <laughs> we love it, we love it. Yes, um, if you couldn't tell by the intro, uh, today's episode is Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this is the best Denzel Washington performance, the best Denzel Washington movie best Denzel being Denzel, but we'll figure it out in the episode. Yeah, as usual, we will try to bend the prompt to our picks a little bit, probably. But we are talking about Denzel Washington movies this week, uh, which is funny because we should just get it up right off the bat. We've talked about a Denzel Washington movie already this season. This season. And yeah. I think, again, we just before we even get to our own picks, it's a movie that I probably would have picked uh, for the best Denzel Washington movie had we not already covered it in a different venue. You're looking at me like you wouldn't have. That movie was, for those who didn't listen to the episode, Training Day. Uh, Leonard, you're looking at me like you wouldn't have picked that movie, but I think that might have been mine. I'm looking at you like you wouldn't have gotten the pick because Vince would have been like, I would have said, Vince would have told me Denzel Washington. And then when I said, when I would have sent you the text that Vince chose Denzel Washington, I would have been like, I'm doing training day. Like, okay, so, <laughs> so for the best then that, that we, so we are kind of arguing second best. Maybe that's what we should make the prompt. I, second best Denzel Washington <laughs> movie. Nope. 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 We'll see, we'll see. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, um, but we are talking about Denzel movies. We'll probably talk about more than just the two that we picked, but before we kind of get into our picks, uh, Vince, I want, I'm curious other than the obvious, uh, what 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 led you to pick this prompt? What what about Denzel? Uh, is that like your favorite actor, or your you know? I, I'm not sure, but I'm sure there's a lot of yeah, good answers. Well, I'm African American, first of all. And uh, this is a up, podcast, so thank you for stating. <laughs> yeah, I just want to make sure people know. There's most, a, we have most, Vince most, Pegler the third, Leonard Smith Jr., and Quinn Boys, and I'm the only white person on this podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry, I cut you off, Vince. Where are you? No, uh, no, 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 not at all. You know, normally people can tell from the smoothness of my voice. <laughs> it must come from a black man. But I don't know. Robin Dick kind of changed the game up. You don't know these days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I wanted to let people know that I'm black. And and also growing up, yeah, it, it went like this. Sidney Portier and then Denzel Washington, 
two greatest actors, period, of all time. So I've seen like all of Denzel films. Um, and they, they influenced me greatly to the point where I've, I've tried my Denzel voice. I don't know if Leonard, do you have a Denzel voice? You know, I, I don't when, think I do. When you got Denzel I, I, knew, I knew that I, at some point in this episode, I, you were going to ask me or like yeah. it was going to come up that I was going to have to do a Denzel. Let's hear you, Denzel. Let's hear you. Um, Denzel, Nazi. I, 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 there we go. There I we have go. you. I, you know, this is like. <laughs> 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 give, me, give, me, give me a second, okay? Give me a second. Later, later. I will not go to the back of the bus. He just like, <laughs> he enunciates everything a lot. He's like, mm, okay, okay, okay. Let, let me ask you this, you know, but it's so hard to get. I feel like once I can get a Denzel impersonation locked, it's really going to blow my career to a totally different level. <laughs> That's going to be it for you. I, I feel like I hear what you're saying, but like it, um, a Denzel impression to me, like what I look for or what I like, appreciate about his movie star charisma or something is he always usually has that scene where someone's trying to tell him something but they're being evasive and he'll just jump in at every he's like oh okay you're not sure oh you're not sure anymore oh now you're trying to tell me the truth like he'll just like yeah. wait was that your denzel that that's was my denzel good, quinn <laughs> <laughs> that was that was quinn's voice but he puts one around black guys he was like, that's kind of cool <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> That's when I'm hanging out with Leonard. That's the voice I did. Leonard didn't hear my real voice until we got. Yeah, it took a long time. Um, (laughs) Please, hey, do it again. I got to hear it again. This was great. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) You got to hear it again? Oh, you want to hear it again? You got to hear the voice. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Listen, now for anyone who's saying I'm putting on black, I feel like it's just attitude. For me, like Denzel impression is like the attitude. If you come with that, like kind of confrontational, like verbal confrontational attitude, I feel like that's halfway there. So you got to get that, um, Leonard. Um, I feel like some people may be upset at our choices for these movies. <laughs> I mean, you're talking to the guy who picked Monsters Inc. for Pixar movies, so I, I've only I can only go up. Um, I feel you know what I kind of forgot about. Um, I guess we should reveal our choices. Yeah, let's go. Um, because we need to. Um, my choice. I just want to. I feel like I start when it, I need to start defending my choice as soon as I start talking about. It. But my Always choice is a good was, place to come from. <laughs> he, he he got game. Uh, he got game. 1998 1997 1998 uh spike lee written and directed this might as well be best spike lee because i was thinking that too it is 98 but yeah Yeah, we um, both picked spike lee movies both picked spike lee movies i mean it's denzel washington it's not that surprising um um we can never do a best spike lee episode though (laughs) we're doing it now i guess we can't now because we've already done uh um Damn, what am, was wrong? Uh, I, I know exactly what you're thinking, and now, now you can't get it as I could get it to the hottest day in the summer. And uh, oh, do the right thing. Sam? Do the right do thing. Do the right thing. Jesus yeah. Christ! Let, me, let yeah. the record show that I got the there right first. Uh, we he got, he got game. We got this. Anyways, um, but yes, uh, Spike Lee written and directed. Uh, is it about? It's about um, Denzel Washington, who is playing Jake Shuttlesworth. He is a convict at Attica Prison in upstate New York, where. He is serving a 15-year sentence for the murder of his, not the murder, but the death of his wife, the killing of his, he murdered her. Yeah, he murdered his wife. Uh, it's kind of um, involuntary manslaughter. Yeah, man, manslaughter. But if he like, had a good lawyer, he would have got involuntary manslaughter. <laughs> <But>, he <laughs> would have been out by now. Yeah. Um, he has been in prison for six years. Uh, he uh, was a father of two. Uh, one of his sons, he pushed very hardly to be good at basketball. He loves basketball. Uh, while he's in prison, his son goes on to, uh, you know, fulfill his father's dreams 
which I guess became his dreams, even though he resented his father because he killed his mother and he's in prison for six years and he is the number one recruit in the entire nation. Everyone's trying to get him to come to school. People are promoting him this away, that away. Uh, the governor of the state wants, this is such a crazy far-fetched idea, but, <laughs> right? like, but also feels believable <laughs> because like rich white people with money will do anything for their alma mater. It's kind of crazy. Um, Facts. Uh, he wants uh, his son, Jesus Shuttlesworth, to go to Big State, his alma mater. So he's giving uh, Jake seven days to try to go and convince him to sign a letter of intent. And if he does, his <laughs> sentence will be shortened, shortened. We don't know about how much, but it will be. And we are following him over these this next seven days, waiting for the uh, announcement of who he is going to sign his letter of intent with or if he's going to go to the NBA and uh it's a pretty it's a it's a pretty damn it's interesting it's a good movie there's some interesting acting in some of it so you know um but it's crazy that they think that plan Leonard that you're talking about was like they know why he's in jail he killed he whether by mistake or not he killed his wife in front of the son and the cops would know that because the son's the only like witness and they're like, let's let him out of jail. He could probably convince this kid to go to Big State. <laughs> right? like, once you tell him that's what you want to do, I'd expect the opposite. next day to be like, I'm going yeah. to the NBA. Yeah, uh, exactly. like, uh-huh. It's a weird plan, but it works. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it works. but um, So, yeah, that is uh, my film. It's, it's starring, obviously, Denzel Washington, uh, Ray Allen, Rosario Dawson, uh oh man i keep i can't believe it he's like this is like the third movie he's been in and now third or fourth movie we need to put him as a as a category the light-skinned black dude in the bins that's in do the right thing oh um, he's in all about the benjamins he's in a lot bro yeah, remember he's always his, like that big time willie big that- time yeah he's big time willie i'm messing up this episode i didn't have my stuff pulled up uh, you don't get your notes in front of you, Leonard. That's because you're yeah. coasting right now and you're feeling good about yourself. But I have my notes prepared, and I don't know that guy's <laughs> name, but I know it's Big Time Willie. <laughs> That's I'm the character's name. All this, yeah. That's the character's name. But oh, Roger. Oh, I can never say his name. Roger. Oh, Gouverneur Smith. Roger Smith. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's been in quite a few of our movies now. Oh, he's a fantastic um, actor. Yeah, he's a great actor. Really a, oh movie. shit, he also is in. Um, he's also in. Um, uh. Fuck, the horror horror movie uh uh tells from the hood. He's also in tells from the hood. Oh shit, mm-hmm. he's all over the place, bro. He's in all the oh, black movies. Bro, like, he's, he's worked. He's he has. He had an amazing movies. career. Yeah, he has an amazing career. Um, this movie uh is like, and which I I appreciate about it. I okay, so surprise of nobody, I'll get it out of prop. Uh, I say this every time Leonard picks a movie. I had not seen this movie before, so this is the first time I watched this movie. I had a mother. Oh wait, you talking about he got game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. This no, I was re- okay, I was gonna say you revealed you okay. Anyways. <laughs> no, I had not seen He Got Game. I, mm-hmm. I was familiar really only with the title and honestly the name Jesus Shuttlesworth, but I did not know mm-hmm. how it fit into the story or any I just knew that and it is two things. This is like the most loving basketball movie I've ever seen, which I think is very cool. This movie made me wish that I was good at basketball and wish that I like had more of an appreciation for the NBA and all that stuff, which I think is a mark of, of good filmmaking. It starts with a approximately 95 minute montage of people playing <laughs> basketball. It was late. I knew it was all late. over the place, <laughs> which is yeah. cool. It's that's a lot. I, I appreciate it. It's a cla- um, yeah. It's and then music. the Jesus Shuttlesworth <laughs> character, it's crazy how much he like presages LeBron. Like I understand that there were hype prospects before LeBron, 
but like the media bonanza and stuff, like all those like sports center packages in the film yeah. for Jesus Shuttlesworth played by Ray Allen, which is also cool. Um, I was like, this is crazy predictive of like the, again, I know this stuff existed already, but just like the, the Messiah complex that we gave LeBron, it exists in yeah. this movie for a character who's literally named Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was cool to see in 1998, which is when this movie came out. Um, uh, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about the movie more. Uh, I wasn't, uh, anyways, uh, yeah, no, I, this movie is dope. You know, it, it is very loving. Like it, it is like, I think it's a pretty good story, you know? Wait, um, Leonard, hold on but, a second. You're telling me, cause when Quinn explained this movie just now, I was like, this is totally different from the way I saw the movie. <laughs> like what, listen to Quinn's review. I know. Like, this is the not- most loving basketball movie ever. I was like, but, loving basketball was the most loving basketball movie. I <laughs> loving, was, loving, was I was, loving. But I, I was like, what? I, I guess I mean like the film, like Spike Lee loves basketball, and you can just tell from all the like care of the uh, shots and like the oh, so much. Yeah, but I understand there's the father son dynamic and there's a hardship. But I'll I'll let you keep talking about it, Leonard. <laughs> um, but you know there the way the movie was presented, like you said, was like a very. It, there's a lot of troubling things in this movie, but like the 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 love for the game and like the way the movie was made you could tell that like there was like it was just like damn this is how how basketball can mean so much to someone or to people and uh that's how he said the opening is a great opening just seeing all these different people just like in different areas of the country and the world just playing basketball and uh you know just seeing how much it meant to them And, and this movie does a great job at representing that but man, yeah, you know, it's it, it's about a, a abusive father who uh, is trying to who is trying to live vicariously through his child. Who, uh, and uh, man, uh, I don't even really, you know, some of these, you know, Denzel doesn't he may get the most screen time in this. But like there is a lot of periods in the film where you're not seeing Denzel. Mm-hmm. And um so, you know, that's going to be, you know, for sure an argument I know of Quinn's, but, uh, but um, the way the movie was made there, the dynamic between him and his son is like, he wasn't going to be around his son all the time. And for to truly tell the story, you also have to see Jesus's point of view and, and see what he has to deal with. And even though like the first person you see is Denzel, and I feel like he is the main character of the movie. It's just the dynamic between him and his son and like him coming across and all the shit that he's having to deal with. And I think it's just a really good story that needed to be told and kind of was, you know, you know, a little bit of ahead of its time and uh, predicting, uh, you know, always there's always going to be some next great messiah, some next great player. Yeah, sure. But, you know, it wasn't really seen like thinking about it from like the number one recruit in the country and and literally seeing like normally when you see these movies, it's like during the basketball season. And like there's a lot of just like, oh, the 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 turmoils and troubles he has to have go through through the basketball like games and playing. But this was like, no, this is all about the other side of that you don't see. And uh the decision making process, the dealing with media, coaches, agents, and usually basketball players in this situation don't have the guidance that they need because they're you know most most great basketball players it seems to come from impoverished situations or things like that where african-americans come from shitty situations a lot of times so you know 
there isn't always the the best guidance for them. And it was just kind of like, all right, let's put an eye on that. Yeah, for sure. Vince, what was your relationship to this movie? I'm I'm interested. I, I take it you've probably seen it before, but maybe not. Uh, what, how do you... Quinn, I've seen yeah. every single Denzel movie, bro. What are you talking about? Of course, of Except course. for maybe I think I, I missed the last. I missed the one where he's like the the, the lawyer. I knew it. Part. I knew that was going to be. Yeah, I was like, I'm not. I knew it. I heard yeah, it was. Yeah, I was good, like, though. I was, <laughs> I was like, I feel like this is going to mess up my psyche as Denzel. I'm not going to watch this. It just wasn't a good enough <laughs> reviews for it. So okay. Either way, um, I I watched. He got, he got game back in the day, and then. I hadn't watched it probably in like 10 years. Um, I watched Inside Man first and then I watched He Got Game second, just to give you a little bit of like um, relativeness as far as like the, the order of them. Mm-hmm. I felt like it, like most like basketball profits, basketball, if you're number one pros- prospect, even if you're like number one to 20, I feel like this can like pertain to that guy's life who's black coming from a hood. Those guys are like, prophets messiahs and you see what can happen in that type of dynamic from a family standpoint of and the pressures that they have to face with going to like that next level um the the i looked it up a bit i think this story was loosely based on uh stefan marbury's story coming out of like new york and uh (laughs) it was ridiculous in the premise of it like you gotta you kind of have to go along with it like leonard's right rich there's a lot of symbolism because Rich white people, when that are boosters, will do anything for like their schools. So I, I was like the governor, willing to let go, like let this convict out of prison to do this impossible mission, was like ridiculous. But you just gotta like go along with the ride at that point. Um, I will say this: they do. He does tie it up at the end where they're like, "Oh, he escaped," and they try to like hundred percent. That's I was like, "All right, well, see, that's what would really happen." So it made it even <laughs> a little bit more believable. Yeah, it was like, it, and, but you know, it was just like a play on the system. At the end of the day, you had to go along with the story and realize there was going to be like a lot of symbolism. Yeah. Personally, I feel like Spike Lee has problems with telling stories. Like, but it's so stylized that it's a Spike Lee joint. You know what you're going to expect when you're going to go into Spike Lee. It's not, he's not going to give you a linear story. He's going to give you 90, he's going to give you 95 minutes of cats playing basketball over classical music. And there's going to be some beautiful shots in that, but you're going to be like, there's no character development of this guy at all. Um, and I kind of get what you're saying in this story, but it's not like a, a full, complete, you know, you know, arc of the main character dynamic that you're normally going to find in most stories. Yeah. But that being said. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. No, no what were you going to say? No, I'm like, yeah, there, there were some issues with some of the characters for sure. Um but let's go into before we start really breaking it down. And okay, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about. Uh, let's go with Quinn's pick. Okay, so my pick is uh, from from a later. It's from you know we got '90s Denzel. Now we have '2000s Denzel. I picked another Spike Lee joint. Um, although interestingly, you know Spike writes. It is a Spike Lee. <laughs> is it not? He I, see, I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider Inside Man a Spike Lee joint. I think this he calls all like, of his movies joints. What are you? No, but this is when, like, it wasn't written by him. It was no, you're by right. someone else. That's what I was gonna say. That for sure helps. That for sure, like, because he didn't write it, it. You know, like you said, he's very stylized. He has his own style. Yeah. But this was like, all right, we giving Spike money. Uh, we got this movie. <laughs> we want Denzel to do it, so we got to get Spike Lee to direct it. It is interesting because it's like. 
how many movies and we can probably look it up we we don't need to do it right now but like how many movies has spike lee directed that he did not himself write or have any hand in writing it's probably not a lot i think the majority of these movies he writes or at least adapts from a different story or whatever Mm -hmm. um but not this one uh but that's okay because we're not talking about spike we're talking about denzel and i'm talking about the 2006 movie inside man which is uh it's a very simple plot it's a bank heist movie and denzel gets to flex his his muscles i think do kind of what he does best uh as a hostage negotiator which means he gets to be kind of the big man on campus he's like hanging out behind the scenes behind the police tape while clive owen who plays the main criminal is inside the bank they got a bunch of hostages and denzel is trying to obviously de-escalate the situation while also kind of realizing over the course of the movie that they are there for uh things other than just clearing out the bank and trying to make a getaway so it's kind of has like those old uh what i like about it and all spike lee movies are kind of new york movies so we've got that element in here too um as is he got game um different kind of parts of new york this is like takes place in the financial district downtown it's pretty much one location it's just inside the bank and outside the bank um but we get to see i think a lot of like that kind of spike lee style and at this point he and denzel had made like three four movies together so they have a real like you know denzel knows what he's doing in a spike lee movie um and uh yeah i mean it's just it's a kind of twisty sort of thriller kind of movie but denzel plays what i feel like when i think of a denzel performance is he's always playing a character who's kind of in control he's not always like the top dog he's usually got to like kick up to somebody and he's sometimes a little bit like put upon or like he kind of has like an everyman quality but he's also like the exceptional everyman like you just you're with this guy like there's no clive owens in this movie christopher Plummer is in this movie jodie foster is in this movie Willem Dafoe is in this movie. Chiwetel Ejiofor is in this movie. This the is a Denzel. Thank you. I thought... Shout out because I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have <laughs> never said his name. Yeah. I've, uh, you Chiwetel. know that. Chiwetel. Chiwetel. What's his last name? Say his last name one more time. I'm pretty Ejiofor. sure I have that. Chiwetel Ejiofor. Uh, all these great actors. I mean, I think I just listed like three Academy Award winners and two nominees. Uh, all these great actors. And not, not even including Denzel. And this is a Denzel movie, like for sure. He's the only face on the poster with all yeah, the, that sure. whole with that whole lineup. So He's the yeah. only face only he got game poster as well. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, Den- he got game is Denzel and Ray Allen. <laughs> but I just oh, um, I would say this is Clive Owen. This was Denzel and Clive Owen as well. It was, but I I, I think it's one two. I don't think it's like Laverne and Shirley. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, yeah. I, it, it, I'm just saying it's a yeah. uh, it's a much more like he got game is kind of this sprawling kind of like at times. I mean, it's very biblical. Uh, I think all the ways that it's biblical. His kids are named Jesus and Mary. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's this kind of more like uh, mythological kind of like look at basketball and a father-son relationship and all these things. And and uh, Inside Man is a straight crime drama sort of thriller thing, which I think, you know, both have their merits, but they're very, they're two very different films, despite different. having the same lead actor and the same director. Um, Which is, you know, I, you know, an accolade to, or you know a, a way of showing how great Denzel Washington is. Uh, mm-hmm. He can he can play many a role. Um, how did you feel about our picks when we gave them to you, Vince? And had you seen I, you? Well, we know Vince has seen every Denzel. Movie. Seen like, every what was your relationship one. with this one? Except for that one where he's a lawyer. Um, 
Is that like Roman J. Roman J. Esquire. Yeah, Roman yeah, J. Yeah. Esquire. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back real quick because I, I think you're right, Quinn. We were going on tangents about Spike Lee, but I will say this. Like Denzel made Spike Lee. Like Denzel is so good. He saved these films because his acting was so good throughout both of them that I was just like, man, Denzel, I anybody can take Denzel project most like back in that time and he would make it better. That's just how good he was in. Like and at that time and throughout my life. Mm. He got game. Overall, I just want to go back real quick. He he got game. The dude is playing, he's not as uh, abusive dad. He's the formulated dad for anybody who's coming out of the hood who's trying to make it. You need that semi-psycho dad who's going to try to get your psyche to believe that you can handle anything. He knows his job. He okay, hold on, all hold on. the greats. I mean, he, he did murder his wife, it. so therefore <laughs> someone was abused and murdered. But look, so but look, but check it's the mold look, once. All right, all right. Hey. Once, once you push the wife into the into the countertop, I think it was the abusive. stove. Uh, the I was stove. like, it was, it was a countertop near the stove. But okay. that's the problem. But this is the thing, Leonard. That was the problem with like the story. Like the only time he got he was crazy drunk. is when he had a bottle in his hand. I was like, wait, this is a, a lot of character. You're, this, you're throwing. Yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere. It was it just came like, out of nowhere. It was like, has he done this before? He's drinking with is- some wino on the basketball court, and he's playing with his son. Who's this wino? You should show me. Like, who's this guy? Like, you know what I mean? And then he and then he goes in and, and like gets physical with his his son and wife. I've never seen these character traits before. And I was just like, oh, Spike. Especially because even in that scene where he's like, you know, and I I, I did not have an overbearing sports father, but like that scene where he's like pushing him and then he's he's making the young uh, Jesus kind of, he's getting in his head. Like you can see it. And now you can certainly argue the merits of like pushing your kid. And it seems like he's had him out there on the court all day and they've been there yeah. day after day. Yeah. But like when he's getting in his head, he's telling him kind of the coaching tag. He's like, oh, that's all it takes. I just got to get in your head. And now you're going to miss yeah. shot. Like, so it's like you see a method to his madness and I'm yeah. not excusing the whatever, but I, to your point, Vince, and then he just sort of takes a couple shots from that handle and then he comes home and then he becomes like, <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit of a it's a it's a I, hard was, I was not upset with what happened on the basketball court. Like I was yeah. like, like you said, I was like, all right, I'm, I can see it. Like he's not like hurting the kid or anything. Like he, it's a, all about the basketball. But then when he just fucking snaps in the kitchen, it was just like, all right, he's trying to, like the no way sense. they were all acting. He had never hit any of them before. Like she no. wasn't acting like she right. had ever been hit before or anything. So right. that that's what I'm saying. Some of the acting, or maybe it was the story, not necessarily the acting. It's the story, bro. And then uh, there are some issues with it for sure. But Leonard, can I say something real quick? Yeah. With that, even though the story was it was all over the place at times, Denzel Washington acted great in all those scenes. Like he was fantastic in all those scenes. So, like, if you we weren't this will watching be said any other later. actor, you're like, I'm not watching this crap. But the fact that Denzel was in it, you were like, yes. man, yeah. he's able to carry this story along because it, it was choppy at times. Yeah, and He was just good throughout the entire. The uh, bro- I don't want to get too deep into it. I want to go back to Inside Man. Yeah, yeah. And because yeah, Inside how you feel totally about Inside different. Man and how you felt about um our, our picks when we gave them to you. Were you surprised? Are, I'm sorry. What, what was the first thing you said? How you feel about Inside Man and, and then the when we gave you the choices, how do you feel? So inside, man, Denzel's given the task of playing a very like noir type New York cop in a little bit more of a modern age, right? I mean, and once again, the story had problems from like the dynamic with his girlfriend slash wife. I think yeah, it was, that was, huh? That was so weird. Just like the whole random 
uh, just calls between them. She's she like, trying to fuck every time she calls, like just in panties. Like if with, you were, with, if you were with Denzel, you'd be trying to fuck. <laughs> so. No, no, bro, ain't no, that's that's some fantasy life. <laughs> and the whole like her brother lives in the room next to her, and he came home. Yeah. Her brother's just sleeping on the couch. I was like, no fucking way. No, I'm this character that I've been seeing this whole time. You mean to tell me he comes home for no. that? I don't fucking believe that at no. all. No. That shit just and made yet, no sense to me. It made no sense. And yet Denzel and his greatness was able to straddle that damn movie and go <laughs> back and forth from that scene where he's like, yeah, baby, you know, daddy's going to give it to you. And then he goes like, all right, what do we have, guys? Like, he, <laughs> it was just like, normally be cheesy, but the fact Denzel was just so good, he's just able to transition to those. You know what I mean? They should have had some- a scene where he's he's talking, he's making like sexy talk, and then he realizes he's actually got Clive Owen on the line. He's like, "Oh, okay. yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly." I was, I was whoa, yo, exactly, I bro. About that. bro. I'm gonna, I'm gonna clap them cheeks. He's like, there. "Wait, what?" <laughs> he's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> exactly, he's Jordan out there. He's like, "I'm crossing them over. I'm gonna go and give him that." I was like, "Man, this story sucks," but that was fucking fantastic, dude. man. So good. So, okay, you had problems with both these movies. So, you yeah, were... but the pitch, I was like, I enjoyed it. Well, I like the fact that they were both Spike Lee films because <laughs> it does give you, like, you know, even though Inside Man was, I felt like I see your point, Leonard, is a little bit more formulaic Spike than we're used to, but it was still Spike nonetheless. Um, and they were, it had two different feels to it. So, I, I was, I was happy about it. I was happy about watching the films over again. Did you think we were going to choose something else? Well, yeah, like, so Training oh. Day was out, and maybe it's one of these movies, but if it's not, if it is one oh, of these the best movies, best movie was yeah. Spike Lee? Oh, yeah, like, X. yeah. Who- Malcolm X is like, that's like, that is the genesis Leonard of greatness <laughs> with both of them. The dude was like, I, he should have won. They like, he should have won the Academy Award that year when he played Malcolm X. There were some bangers yeah. in that uh, category, I think. We talked played. about it. I felt like I knew if I just chose Malcolm X that that was going to win. And I it's didn't going, do that. Yes, I didn't do that because, first of all, I don't know if you needed to rewatch it, but I wasn't going to make you watch a three and a half hour movie on short notice because we kind of like got got this one a little. I forgot to ask you earlier than we were supposed. Is it that long? To. It's like three and a half hours long. Damn, it's long as shit. And then Oof. I haven't. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, and I don't think I've ever fully watched the whole movie. I know really? we had the movie as a kid, and it was on two two tapes. It was like on two tapes. It, was it wasn't on. It was so long. It was on two tapes. Yeah, and that's why I don't think that's why I ever like fully ever actually watched it. Yeah. Was there anything more daunting in the age before DVDs of going into a video store and trying to rent a movie and finding out that it needed two different cassette tapes? Like, I was just as a kid, I remember that was yeah. Titanic was always. Like it was the, literally Titanic and Malcolm like, X. Oh, I don't man. think there was yep. anything else. One single <laughs> movie that needed two tapes. Yeah. Um. Okay, but, okay. So you would so you would have picked Malcolm X, which is which. That uh, that was. That, Certainly, we yeah. had a feeling. Well, I didn't know, but I knew that that would have been, uh, and I've, you know, like that would have made made sense as a pick. And it was almost <laughs> Leonard's pick, and I'm glad that it wasn't, regardless of what I, happens. From I, here I on wanted out. to yes. stay true to myself, yeah, and, and see him and pick a movie that I, you know, really watched a, a good amount of times and knew. And I almost went and remember the Titans because I've seen it so much, but I was just like, mm-hmm. this is too hokey. This isn't like I thought you were going to choose. Remember, yeah, I know you thought I was going to choose, but I wasn't about it. Just like you, Malcolm X being like the obvious flashing neon light. I'm like, I can't be 
the the white guy picking Denzel movies and being like, "You guys seen Remember the Titans?" I was like, "This feels like." Crap. I don't know. But that is my that. I mean, let's talk about that movie for a second. That was that was my first introduction to Denzel because I was not. It seeing, was oh, okay. Yeah, Malcolm X was you know rated. It was well before my time for seeing that movie. Like gotcha. I, that was you know. That movie had already been out and I wasn't. And I'm trying to think of other movies he made in the 90s that I would have seen. It was, it was, I think Remember Titans might be 2000, but I remember seeing that movie in theaters. And Quinn's and, a little uh, younger than us too, so. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 17 years old and um, <laughs> I saw that movie and. Uh, Damn, you look horrible. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I've been living hard. Um, but yeah, like that, that is a very, I mean, and that movie also, I haven't seen that movie in forever, but that has a lot of what I think uh audiences have come to expect like he almost he didn't caricature himself but i think the world was like oh this is denzel he gives speeches and he mm-hmm. he brings racial harmony and like that's i think what a lot of maybe white audiences think of denzel is like yeah he's like the the black guy that we like and and you know he tells us that you know there's like very few he's, of those little white girls in south america kind of, oh, oh right well, yeah man, man on fire. fire is a very different denzel but <laughs> oh. I'm just saying like that movie Daniel is very like white people also. and black people leave feeling good. And we've all sung ain't no mountain high enough. And we all feel good. Like, so I was like, I can't pick that movie in 2021, but it's a hell of a Denzel performance. And he has a lot of good speeches and monologues in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, and he does solve racism. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, well, um, you know, I don't think I have to really talk about Inside Man. Inside Man, I, I think I saw Inside Man in theaters. Um, I I don't think I had as many issues. I mean, that did have the issue with, like, the phone call and the brother living in the thing. I thought that was really stupid. Um, <laughs> but uh, living in the apartment. And, um, other than that, I thought the movie was fun. It was clever. I, like, remembered. I for sure remembered that, like, he, they build the, you know, prop wall and he lives in there for like a week i remembered that twist at the end but i had forgotten about the whole selling uh selling you know uh and buying property in germany or whatever from the nazis and selling out jews and stuff like him being jewish and selling out his own people i had forgotten about that aspect so you know it was i still thought it was entertaining and uh it it was a fun movie and and it was pretty clever and I enjoyed it. Denzel, uh, it's pretty, you know, Denzel, he does, he's, he's killing it as always. He's kind of like, like, you know, he's, he's looking good. And other than the fact that he killed his wife, but he's looking good and he got game (laughs) and he's playing it a little bit. Like, I I wouldn't say put on weight, but like, he's wearing like baggier suits and they're not always the not like, you know, in that, that scene where he like goes to interrupts lunch with the mayor and Jodie Foster. And he's kind of got his like, baggy suit and he's got that hat which you called it vince is very like film noir kind of like downtrodden detective kind of you know but i do feel like he's playing it it's it's denzel's version of slumming it a little bit you know like he's he's worried about affording a diamond ring he's trying to make first grade detective he's not like even training day denzel which is a front but even still he's got like the you know he's got the, the leather jacket and he looks good and he's confident you know he doesn't have quite as much juice but i feel like that is an interesting place to find him in this movie because he's still Denzel, but yeah, yeah, you, you know, I mean, I, you know what, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of his place, though. He like, I mean, when you think of Training Day, he's like the head honcho, but it's like he still answers to those those white dudes exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. And he, there's always someone he answers to, and then like 
when the he comes in and the dude's like, nah, I'm gonna talk to Grossman. He's like, up, oh, Grossman's not here. I'm calling the shot. So you be talking to me. It's yeah. like he's like, bitch, I got the power now. It's like he just got a little taste of the power and he's gonna let motherfuckers know this is what's about to happen. And uh I feel like you know that's usually uh a, a place you see him in in most of his his films. But uh this one was different though, I felt like because like you said, he felt like he was like slicker cooler like he's trying to be clever and like thoughtful and 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 i don't think it's your typical denzel washington performance but i think it's still a great performance i got a i got an important question for you guys i want to go back to he got game for a second so uh ray allen is is in this movie yeah kg is in uncut gems what is it with the 08 Celtics and like taking on prominent starring roles in in movies? <laughs> is like Paul Pierce going to be in the next Scorsese movie? Or is I like hope not. No. Big Baby Davis is in the next Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Like what? I, I, I just this want to know it or what's going on. This will happen. Uh, uh, Rajon Rondo is going to be in the next. Uh, you know, I'm just saying. Like, I want to know. I want all the Celtics to be a, just all the 08 Celtics to just be a movie. It's interesting. I did not put Ray, Ray Allen on that. the same level as KG. I thought KG, well, he's playing himself, but KG but Ray is Allen, this, Ray, Ray Allen was so young when he and I don't, when he like played this. Was um, he in the NBA or was he? Yeah, a, he was twenty three. Yeah, okay. he was. He, he had was just like, entered. He was like, like a rookie. Yeah, okay. which was an interesting choice to have him, a non actor, play this role. Mm-hmm. But watching it as a kid, like, younger, and then watching it now, and, like, when I was younger, I was like, oh, this is just stupid that we should not have used him. But then watching it now, I'm like, it kind of makes sense. Like, he was around enough good enough actors where, I don't know if you talk to a lot of athletes, but they're kind of awkward like that. They're, they're like, Ray, <laughs> like, they're, he didn't want an actor acting like, you know, acting this out. They wanted some, they're a little this, socially he, he, awkward. Ray Allen is supposed to be playing a, emotionally stunted yeah you know, that's like, what he was closeted yeah. as far as like emotionally and his like person like you know just like i i you know i felt like there were his acting may have not been the best but then it's like no i i kind of felt the way you always felt like or the way you felt like man that acting performance was always trash kind of yeah yeah but when you really watch it's like no man that's how athletes are that's <laughs> that's like the that. way they are like and, it seemed yeah. like spike was prioritizing also like because there's a lot of the movie's called he got game so if you hire a young actor who's real like who's really good but can't doesn't look like they could like cross you up on the court then you lose credibility on the other end and i feel like mm. i understand the decision because ray allen is ray allen so you see him out there doing yeah, things and you're exactly like, yep but then there's the scene where he's like talking to his sister and he's like grabbing her and he's like i'll kill you if you say that and i'm like i kind of wish they gave him a little bit less so i i think you there's pluses and minuses to it but i didn't think he was very good when he had to like act but if you put him with rosario dawson who yeah. is looking great in this movie mm. big time rosario dawson fan was not aware that she was in this movie was it was a very pleasant surprise um then it works. <laughs> if you put him with the act, you know, actually works. But if he has to carry a scene, I didn't think he was really up to it necessarily. But. I, as far as him that with his sister, that was that was just like, what's going on? I didn't mm. understand that, but it, I, I did understand it because I think what they were trying to do was show just how um, Denzel had this side to him where he would snap. His son realized he was kind of very similar to his dad because, yep. as far as the story wise, when like 
he definitely reflected on that and he gave his dad more chances after that you know what i mean yeah. with that that interaction with his sister he was like man i'm kind of like this guy instead of me being so like polarized he opened up a little bit more and even in that scene man i'm still not gonna come at ray allen i i felt like i would come at him harder but watching i'm just like man these just this is just how some of these dudes talk and how some of them really just sound and and it's I'm, I, I don't know I, it made me it made me feel like all right maybe this is more genuine and more believable like I don't need some like sa- some like sappy somebody really trying to just get into it and it's like no some of these players because of the the way they are and the way they have to change their minds and their thought process to dominate he's supposed to be the number one prospect in the country you know what I'm saying which is why you need someone, like you said, of Ray Allen's caliber. People might remember Ray Allen as just a three-point shooter as an older uh, older vet in the NBA. But in the back in the day, that motherfucker would cross you up. He'd dunk on you. He'd hit you from mid-range. he hit you from three-point. He had all the abilities. But also, when you're that player, you kind of have to be emotionally just, like, closed off to the world if you want to, like, survive and be the best and, and dominate others. What did you guys think of Denzel's? Uh, and I, I, so I'm not asking you guys, but like, I don't know. Vince is like, is like, what, what's your guys' number one sport? I, well, Leonard, we've talked about it. I'm a baseball guy. If I'm remembering correctly, you're more of a football guy than a basketball guy, but I know I, you follow the Bulls. I know no, you're. No, I fan. used to be more of a football guy, but now I'm a, I'm a, basketball more basketball. Guy. basketball. How convenient for this bit. No, I'm just kidding. Vince, <laughs> yeah, what's I mean, your like, main sport? Uh, my main sport? Yeah. I like I like a lot of sports. I don't know if I have a main one. Okay. Uh, I I do like basketball. I like I like watching football on TV and not in person. I don't like being mm-hmm. at the games. Um, it's just not as exciting as watching it on TV. Baseball, I like being at the games, and then basketball, I like being at the games, and soccer, I like being at the games. Well, then I'll throw it to you guys because I, I don't watch a lot of basketball, but like, and that's probably because I grew up in the New York area. Then uh, the Knicks have been my team for the last twenty years, but um, but like, was Denzel convincing? Like to my eyes, to my like, I don't have a lot of knowledge. He looked like I was believe. He, he looked like a believable. You know, I mean, granted, he's playing against the kid in a lot of those scenes. His but jump like, shot was funny. He had a funny. He had jump a weird shot. like that. The hand went way <laughs> yeah. back. Is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was making he's shots, supposed though. to be like a guy who could really play, and then he didn't make it, and then he taught his son. So like, we're supposed to believe he has a certain level of skill. Yes, yeah, so and then they say yeah. something about like, yeah, your dad used to ball. Some uh, right. that big Tom Willie said that to him. Yeah. yeah, man, your dad used to be out here balling. And uh, yeah, but also you know the thing with the knees, I think like his form had to change because his knees was fucked up. That's what yeah. I kind of told myself. Mm-hmm. Like he was just out there taking jumpers, and his knees was always taped up. I was like, this motherfucker been balling for a long time, and he's just, just that old jumpers. He's just that old like man at the Y old. who takes the like, yeah, like he got to take care of his body, but also make that jumper. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It it could have been he was basically like Master P, but um he didn't have the musical aspects things oh, out for. Was, Master P <laughs> didn't have a jump shot like that. <laughs> but look, I love Master P. That dude is a businessman. Um yeah. and his son went and played, you know, in college, dog. Romeo played in college, so oh that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um Sorry, just checking my fantasy score. It's really important to me in the moment. I apologize. Vince, um, please, please hold that against him when you make your decision letters. Leonard is on his phone. Uh, Leonard, I, I got to, uh, you know, this is this goes back for us to the beginning of this podcast. But 
um he makes a car- he makes a cameo appearance our old adversary michael jordan is in this movie he is he, is. he gets the title line which i thought he was kind of cool yes I but in that cool sports too. center package of all those stars talking about the fictional Jesus Shuttlesworth, but they have like Shaq and, and Michael Jordan and a lot of sports center personalities, you know, Rick Pitino, like coaches, uh, they, they cut to Michael Jordan and he looks straight at the camera and he just goes, he got game. And I guess that's not the only time it's said, but it might be the first time it's said. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how this happened, but it, it's so crazy. If you guys watched through the entire credits, at the end, the last scene in the credits was Michael Jordan again and it popped up. And he said, I'm going to fucking murder Leonard Smith Jr. and Quinn Boys in 2021. He did say that? Oh, no. He said that. He said, I'm oh, fucking no. coming for them. They think they think oh, they God. got away, but I'm fucking going to get them. Those motherfuckers. Uh, we have a long rivalry with, with Michael, Vince. I, <laughs> I, I have to admit, I didn't watch the credits to the end. I was like, I got to go back and watch this shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you know he's going to do it because he probably put money on it. So he's not going <laughs> to let that one go And I took that personally. <laughs> but no, that whole montage was really cool. All the coaches and the big names. And all I could think about is like, Spike Lee's got a lot of friends. Like, yep. Spike does, Lee's bro. got a lot of friends. Bro, he does. And literally, I've always said it since I was a kid, and I'm, it's still true. I only I don't care about like being famous. If you're listening to podcasts, I am an inspiring stand-up comedian, actor, or whatever. Uh anything in entertainment. I just want to get famous enough that I can like go to sports games and be known as like that sports fan that I get like the cool sports perks and get to meet the players and hang out with them. They put you on the only- once and you wave. Not even that, where not I can like go that, on okay. to like no, no, I mean like not that so more so like oh he'll be on espn talking about the team or he'll like i just want like just to get famous enough to be like a super fan of a team mm-hmm. to be able to afford to be a super fan be able to, to afford to and then once or, i'm or able to afford to that i'm there because if i can i'm just going to be there all the time so it's just like oh Linda, the super fan. oh he can come hang out in the locker room you know like i mean he's really famous but like it not you know like when kevin hart they let that motherfucker on the field for the super bowl yeah but they wouldn't let him up on stage like he tried to walk up on the stage and like nope nope kevin no <laughs> guy's trying to get on stage i was like that was that that was hilarious to me anyways not that famous not that famous. Thing. I like that you want to aspire to a level of fame where they'll let you in because you could just like aspire to a level of success where you can just afford season tickets and like, you know, get your way. Well, the only the way I'm going to be able to afford money for season tickets is through entertainment. I have no, <laughs> I have no other ways of getting that much money. So Fair enough. Um, so when I said earlier, I should I should defend this. I said earlier that this is a loving movie about basketball. I think you you correctly point out, Vince, that this movie also shows the the downfalls of it or, or just like what it takes to be a Jesus Shuttlesworth is you got to go through hardship. You got you probably have someone pushing you too hard to get to where you're at. But um, but I think we were uh, like what uh, I'm. Yeah, maybe not. I, yeah, I guess uh, not everybody. Right. Coming from Everybody's the hood, there. you need that that one parent. Sure. Don't push. If he's got to kill your mom. To make you the number one player. <laughs> Once again, there were some story dynamics that, that were. What was that well scene? Done. What huh? was that scene where Denzel visits his wife's grave? Oh, yeah. He did. starts full on making out and humping that grave. And people that are listening yes. to this are going to think I'm exaggerating. And I am a little bit. But he, he kisses it a lot. And then he full body hugs that. Team. Hugs I was like, what are you doing? And then yeah. they crane out like it's a big emotional yeah. moment. And I'm right? like, what? I did, I, 
But look, <laughs> Denzel weird. acted the shit out of that dog. He did it. Denzel, I was like, damn, I don't know why the fuck. Yo, nobody, I don't know the why way, the way this, he came in his, his pants shit. so fast. Huh? Oh yeah, I know. But he was like, ah. That's the worst part of the movie. Sweetness, Mila Jovovich, like the whole. Yeah, that part is like, what is, what angle, is You can happening? lift it out, and that movie is shorter and it is better for it, I think. But, it, but uh, he's just trying to show the aspects of a man and out of prison. You know, he's going to try to. Have I sex get it. He's horny out of prison, but they could have just like, it could just be a scene. First thing out of prison, he gets some money, he goes to a prostitute. It doesn't have to be like, a, I've fallen in love with this person. And now she's on the bus. Where's she going? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Back it's the to whole Kansas. Thing. Back in, she was the only, she was the, the one white woman had like the, the, she like had the biggest arc throughout all of it. She was like, I'm going to end prostitution after I met this man for, for, th- for three days out of prison yeah. and leave this life and Crazy. go to greener lands. And like, we never even saw why. Like, there why? was no, there was no interaction between because Denzel's that good. That good. Okay, so sure, the first time he came in his pants, but the second time he's that good that she's like, I gotta get on a bus. I gotta get which on a bus. Which on. I also was like, I wasn't mad. I was like, this man has had sex in like damn near seven years. Yeah. So, of course. Uh, yeah, he came in his pants. Um, it was. But <laughs> I wasn't sure if they just oh. hadn't edited. Like, if we were supposed to think that they were fucking, and I'm like, I can see no. it. his pants are still on. And then well, she's like, it's okay. I'm like, oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah that's no. what I thought too. I was like, wait, are we supposed to think that they're? <laughs> she but was no, all nice about no. it too. She's like, I turned the meter off. We yeah. we know he wasn't because there was a full on fuck scene in this movie. Yeah. Oh yes. That I forgot that, about. That big time Willie monologue and Spike Lee movies, which I kind of appreciate, they have there's space for all manner of like tangents and like actors just come in and give these monologues like the yeah. And in the best cases, you get like the love hate scene from Do the Right Thing. Like I, I like mm-hmm. those moments of like we're gonna take a little detour here. But the big time, big time Willie, right? Is that his, yeah. Uh, yep. yeah? Is the weirdest that, and it's cool because he's telling you stuff about like being a, a prospect and being like indoctrinated into like the courting process of trying to like schools and the NBA trying to like entice Jesus. But that mm-hmm. monologue is so wild, and he's just so hamming it up, just driving that convertible. Uh, it's it's crazy. Where and that's the scene, right, Leonard? Where there's all the yeah, the the, the breasts, the the, the montage. Oh, of, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the full on fuck scene when he goes to tech you oh yeah well oh, no, no, no. prostitutes and you know a few shots ray allen yeah. is actually in i feel like ray allen's mom who was at all of his games was like ray allen's not gonna be in this softcore porn you're filming like he's only gonna be <laughs> <laughs> um those girls are like i hope you come here next year it's like i know how this works those girls do not go to this school they were high they were exactly there's no question about it yeah. which is a, which is old. funny because louisville uh the university or is louisville university Got busted for, I mean, all the schools do it, but they got busted like because they got caught because there was records of them paying prostitutes yes. for when of course. recruits were coming, real life, real life coming stuff. on visit. They would just have prostitutes come. And it used to be like, it was always like, oh, we'll get the co-eds. It's like, no, this is big business now. We pay the top. For, we can't, yeah. we can't risk it with these co-eds. We got to get professionals. Yeah, 100%. Actually, uh, the friendly ladies of Tech U. I love that yeah. the schools, it's Tech U and then it's Big State University. I, I do <laughs> find yourself wishing that they could have just used like NYU or, 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 or I don't know, a school yeah. with a better basketball program. But like that would have yeah. been, but yeah. yeah they're not going to let them when they're over here talking about how shady all these schools are. Um, 
That's but, another uh, reason you hire Ray Allen, though, right? Because he's probably telling that not to say that Ray Allen got involved with prostitutes, just to say that he could probably say, like, yes, this is what happens. This is how it would go. This is yeah. how, like, the recruiting thing is. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah, full on. And they had Travis Best. They had um a couple other uh, basketball players. But let's get back on the inside man before yeah. we get into this criteria. I have a question real quick. Please. Yes. I, I apologize. I've said a few cuss words. Am I allowed to cuss on the podcast? Yes, you are. Yeah. Right. Just making sure I, it, it wasn't going to be a lot of um, Inside man. More may know. come. Oh, it's going to. Especially <laughs> Not allowed um, to cuss, but but we, we do want to talk again about that scene where Denzel comes in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, Denzel Wait, does not come in his pants in Inside Man. Uh, not in Inside um, We do. Don't hold it against this. <laughs> <laughs> he does almost uh blow a blow a load uh when he takes down Clive Owen. Yeah. Uh, he does. He, uh yeah, this this you know the little cat and mouse game between Clive Owen and, and uh Denzel was really fun to watch. Um and then adding the whole Jody Foster aspect uh, you know really helped too so it wasn't too like stagnant and you know how it really was just about how like you know uh the you know the people that you know the true powers that be who control all this money and this power can really do whatever they want in the middle of a heist they can have someone come in it seems like a normal heist but then we learn there that there there are other things afoot and uh we're not actually here for the money in the bank and we're here for some some records some records that somebody was uh, working with Nazis to start their bank. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, you know, I guess it, it's so interesting to me, like how humans, especially as you get older, you really care about like your legacy and like your life, uh, like, and what people think of you left behind. I feel like I'm not going to give a shit about that, but like this real, this old <laughs> dude is like about to die. And he like will pay anything in the world to make sure that people didn't know that he was a huge piece of shit. <laughs> that he was a, yeah. that he was a Nazi sympathizer. The uh, the the yeah. the owner of the Manhattan Trust Bank, which is being robbed, is uh, played by Christopher Plummer, who uh, is a wonderful actor. But he does a great just, job. Yeah, he's great. But he also just like he is like it's like I need a, a an old white man who looks respectable but is going to be a Nazi sympathizer. And then I feel like the agent's like, all right, I got Christopher Plummer on the yeah. line. <laughs> like he's right exactly. Like, exactly. Um, yeah. So it, it's because he he seems a little sinister. And and yeah, that idea, always, like you say, Leonard, that like he always he can supersede the police protocol. It's like I got to send Jody Foster in to make sure my swastika stuff doesn't get stolen. From <laughs> it was so funny. They're like, he's asking for a jet. He's like, oh, should I? Um get that uh, acquired you for you like, yeah. yeah he's like mm-hmm. <laughs> should i acquire it for you? like they're like what <laughs> um but yeah they're asking for a plane it's all stalling and it's a pretty good elaborate plan it's a great great uh great heist that they pulled off especially when you find out like that they don't need to they're not trying to take all this like loads of money out so it's easy for him if you've it's spoiler alert i said it earlier he just walks out of the front door because he's not walking out with bags of money. He literally just has a pamphlet and a bag with some diamonds in it. Yeah, he so, does wait a week. He has to live in there uh, in a that little crawl space that they've erected in the back of the storage area for like a week. But uh, Which is another cool reveal because you meet him in the beginning and you assume he's in a prison cell. Because he says yeah. being stuck in a place is not like being in prison or whatever. So you're like, okay, well, he's just, that's semantics. But he's not in prison. He's 
uh, he's between the wall of a bank and he's going to like pop out behind the Dell computer boxes a week later <laughs> with his Yankee hat and his, his aviators. I, I do love so how ridiculous. like when he's walking up the stairs so and he's walking out, the woman who's like coming down the stairs, like gives him a second look like who she looks like a long time. Yeah. She's like, who the fuck is this? What is this dude doing? I had a problem with this. I feel like I would go into a room and know immediately that the debt perception, like, yes, like changed. Like, I was like, this is ridiculous. I was thinking that, too. No one's going to no one's going to not notice this at all. Uh, You know what? Maybe I wouldn't say so, because these motherfuckers just got dealt with a bank heist. That bank was probably closed for like two, three days. You're shaking up. Your your views are different. You don't want to go downstairs because that's where they fucking had you. You don't even want to deal with like. People are probably avoiding that, you know, so I, I could I could believe it. It's also possible uh, that room is a storage room. So it's like it's it's sort of the thing how of often? like if your closet was a foot closer, how much time you spend in there necessarily. But, yeah, no, I, I'm with you. There's a lot of things okay. you got to like take uh, at face value. I, but I'll roll with the story. I, I like uh, my thing of what to me makes this such a like, uh, you know, a solid Denzel like uh I'm trying to think of a better word than typical because you know what I mean. Like, there's a lot of stuff that sometimes you expect from a Denzel movie. And what I like to see him do is like just they have those constant flashbacks of him, of he and Chuatel's character, like grilling the hostages because they dress all the hostages up like the robbers. They're all wearing like paint onesies. And then to get away, other than Clive Owen, who's in the wall, they all go out at the same time and they all look like the bad guys. So everybody gets arrested and they got to basically make their way through all these hostages to try to determine if any of them were in on it. Um, and there's that scene where one of the first hostages they get is, uh, I think he's, he's Middle Eastern, uh, who gets kind of roughed up by the NYPD, which is totally, that's not how the NYPD usually handles things. That's just a bad day for the NYPD, I assume. Uh, and, uh, so this guy's like, not in a good mood. He's not like in the mood to be cooperative because he's just had his rights violated and he's talking to Denzel and he's talking about all these things. And this is also this movie is, I think came out in 2006. It was filmed in 2005, but either way it's, mm. it's in the somewhat immediate aftermath of nine 11 and the kind of heightened uh, tensions and, and discrimination. Oh, shit, faced by he's an Arab. I was like, Oh, right. Man. There's yeah. a guy who just goes, Oh fuck. He's an Arab, which is, yeah. wild. but perhaps true to how a situation like that might actually play out. So he's in the coffee. They're talking to him. They're trying to talk him down. He's going on about all these things and like, profiling all these things and then denzel just cuts him off and he's making point he's he's correct this character is right but then denzel just goes um i bet you can get a cab though and like <laughs> that, that guy is just like cut off completely at the knees and apparently denzel improv that line and spike lee said they almost lost the take because he just cracked up <laughs> like denzel just, <laughs> this guy just like yeah you can't get a cab and i just feel like that is the kind of cool like denzel like cut through the bullshit kind of uh attitude yeah. And there's all sorts of moments like that. There's that woman, uh, the guy who recognizes the recording that they have as like the Albanian president. And they think that they're listening in, but actually they've been fed fake audio by the heist guys. So they bring this woman in and she brings a a shopping bag of parking tickets that she wants them to take care of. And she's saying all this. And like just the way that he like relates to people in this movie. Again, I think that's Denzel's great strength is you just want him one on one in a scene with another actor. Cause he tends to always get the better of those situations. Very rarely does someone chew Denzel out in a movie. And then you're like, Ooh, he just got, you know, he usually has the upper hand when it comes to just the battle of words. So I, I feel like there's a lot of fun moments like that in this last time I had my Johnson pulled that good. It cost me five bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like five dollars. 
Uh, Tijuana, you don't want to know about it. (laughs) (laughs) I just wish you had more of a scene with that little kid in the bank playing his um, GTA video game. Oh, my God. That literally Spike uses the N-word if you kill somebody. Yeah, yeah, nigga, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I was like, what? He's he always had message, (laughs) message. Uh, You know what? I'm like, I'm like, that's heavy handed, Spike. And then I'm like, no, look at GTA. That's the game. He's not even exaggerating. It's like, no, it was weird. It's like you have Clive Owen, this white guy who's robbing a bank with this black kid, and him looking at this video game and saying, you know what? Tell your dad. I need to talk to your dad about what what the hell. Like what? <laughs> I love how chill that kid is. He goes, "What's the game about?" He goes, "You got to do dirt. You got to like go around." <laughs> yeah, he was so chill. It was funny. Finish your pizza. Um, I'll take you back to your dad. <laughs> why is that kid alone? Anyway, well, exactly, exactly, bro. I was like, "Why?" Because they took him. You're, you're, yeah, we're taking your game. Yeah, uh, Steve-O wants to have a conversation with him inside of the vault. Yeah. Cool. They both sat on some money and, ate, and he watched him eat some pizza. Yeah. Talk to him about these, How did that go down? Gonna talk to him about these violent video games because there's also time to impart wisdom while we're doing this thing. That I built that into my master plan. Um okay, let's talk go ahead and get into these uh talking points. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Can I just say uh, that Jodie Foster also sounded like she was a um sex operator every time she spoke in this in this movie? It didn't make any sense. She was like, Oh, is that what you want? Maybe I can get that for you. It was just she, like she was trying to be seductive in every single scene. I was like, who is this woman? I felt like she and Denzel kind of had some some interesting sexual chemistry, like the second time they have a scene where he's talking to her like by the door and she's like afterward where he's like, you know, oh, you don't work for me. I work for you. Like where after she's gone in and he's talking yeah. to her. Which is a, an interesting pairing. I don't know that anyone ever thinks, and I don't think the movie was interested in exploring it. I'm just like, they have chemistry here, though. There's like, yeah. Denzel can have chemistry with the phone book, but uh, yeah. it, it was an interesting role for Jodie Foster for sure, playing like yeah. an evil character who we don't typically see from her. She, but she also did a great job. She, I thought she, so, yeah. yeah. She was really great. Um, You're right, Leonard. Let's get into our, our five criteria. Right. This is a, a foolproof yeah. five point plan that we feed these movies into, Vince. And when you come right. out, we will have a better sense of, of of how we've picked and how they held up. So, Leonard, sorry, what was the first okay, here we go. one that we're talking uh, about? The first one is pop culture. Okay. Um, I think this is a hands-down hands runaway favorite for He Got Game, simply on the Jesus Shuttlesworth name alone and the referencing and Ray Allen. We're even hearing it again because Steph Curry is about to break Ray Allen's uh, all three-point all-time record, and literally Ray Allen... Uh, two-time NBA champions nickname from that point on was Jesus Shuttlesworth. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of culture coaches and basketball players in this movie. It, it's one of the go-to basketball movies that people always seem to talk about. Great soundtrack. And great soundtrack. He got game. She got game. Like, you know, that's a pretty big song, but as far as like, you know, there's still little pieces and tidbits that are out there in the in the zeitgeist and pop culture still maybe today not not as much so but i i don't know about inside man though yeah it's um i i i don't know i i it's it's true i'm trying to think of like the big pop culture takeaways i mean this movie i mean well i guess this is going to be we'll we'll talk box office but like this was a i think it might still be spikes maybe black klansman eclipsed it but this was for a while like his most popular his biggest box office film. Like I think, it, you know, mm-hmm. and we'll get to the specifics of that uh, further on, but like, I remember at the time, like 
the kind of look of like the kidnappers and Clive Owen, like I feel like that kind of part of it, but I don't as in terms of a line or like a song or like moment, I don't know that there was anything other than like having the hostages dress like the um, kidnappers, which I feel like I've seen done a couple times since. I don't know if this was the first movie to do it, but like there was some stuff about the heist itself, but otherwise, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that was cool. I didn't like that. Um, um, Vince, do I, you did any of these movies cover like, or did you remember anything watching them again from like when you saw them I, I, that we haven't covered or uh, as far as like how it influenced pop culture? Yeah. I would definitely say that like he got game was it was representative of like pop culture because you're always going to have a story like this. Mm -hmm. The next great coming of an athlete who is going to and you're going to wonder what's going to like where they're going to go to college, what they're going to do. Like it's tied into our culture as like our society. And so, I mean, I mean, you're not dealing with a lot of bank robbers. (laughs) 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 You're not dealing (laughs) I guess if anything with the costumes, maybe uh squid games, you, you know, you got like a lot of costumes and that, but. Oh, I like um, it. You're pulling, you're pulling things from the ether and giving me more of a, of an I'm argument in this category, but I think, yeah. I think you're right, Leonard. I think this one, and again, Vince, these don't have to have any weight or they can have weight if you want, when you make your decision. But I think we would have to acknowledge pop culturally. He got game is, is the more uh, lasting movie. It's the one that you might mm. hear reference more recently. Uh, number two, how well do these movies hold up? Um, mm. This is kind of the, in some ways it's like the inverse of pop culture. It can be in the same way, but like I was thinking about, I, I said already, like Jesus Shuttleworth, I feel like the, the hype around him in the movie has <laughs> not been for one person since like LeBron, like in terms of the, like this guy's mm. high school game, like how many times would you actually have like Rick Pitino talking about like this is the complete player about a high school kid not very often even for the number one ranked pick but for lebron you did you have people you were like espn was televising his high school basketball games it was a whole thing about was he gonna sign was he gonna go to school like all that stuff it so i feel like that kind of holds up well like i I mean leonard you this is your movie but i I feel like that sort of for sure 100 holds up well and even some of the aspects of the recruiting and the agent stuff you know things have changed a lot in the last five to 10 years with that, the whole G league and stuff like that. And more players are just going straight to the pros basketball, you know, college basketball is taking a, a, a huge hit as far as talent and uh, whatnot. But um, yeah, I feel like that all holds up, especially, you know, cause it's kind of area specific. It's like, it is a really nineties movie. So I feel like all that holds up. Um, there's a scene. Yeah. There's a scene in the beginning where Denzel uh, is outside. His, his he's got two kids. It's Jesus, and then there's Mary, who's I guess middle school age at this point. And he's outside her school when she gets out, and obviously she doesn't know he's been let out of prison. So he sees her and he gives her a big hug, and then he just goes, "My little woman," which reminded me of Bob Odenkirk in the uh, the Little Women movie that came out of it. Like that has nothing to do with anything, but I just remember it was like a because <laughs> Little Women. I don't know. Have you guys seen Greta Gerwig's Little Woman? No, no. Leonard. No, no Vince. No. no. Oh, now I got no. you guys. Over here. This it's uh it's the you know the classic story, Little Women. Jane Austen. I'm gonna double check yes. that, but um. Yes. But there's a scene where the dad of the little women is not in the whole movie and you're watching this movie and then the dad shows up like midway through the movie and it's Bob Odenkirk from what? Yeah. And so you're like, Bob Odenkirk is the dad. And then they all run to him and then he just goes, ah, 
My Little Women. <laughs> and it's oh like, oh my God. <laughs> so it's like Bob Odenkirk just showed up. Like you just had, uh, you know, Better Call Saul just show up in your movie. And he just said the title like that. Like Michael Jordan's just saying he got game in the middle of the movie. And uh, for whatever reason, when Denzel said that, even this movie came out 20 years before, I laughed and I was like, that's the same. He said it the same way. <laughs> my Little <laughs> Woman. Hilarious. So I'm going to say that holds up too. Um, Inside Man, it's a heist movie. Those don't ever really go out of style. Yeah. I don't know that uh, yeah. anything like, you know, I guess we talked about like some of the post 9-11 racial tensions, but luckily we're still living in that world today. So I would say that holds up. <laughs> it's still here. <laughs> it really does. It doesn't strike you as and Once again, wrong. <laughs> If you listen to this podcast regularly, I am never uh, against any like racism or like misogyny. No, you're for it. If if it's in a period piece, like I don't, I don't want you to go like don't whitewash the shit, man. Like let me see it. If if it's gonna be a part of the story that has to be stated, don't don't Mm -hmm. like or for the context has to be, you know, it has to be shown. Or if not. At least for the scenario. And if it's not, then I'm just like, oh, well, this is bullshit. So what's that scene where like Denzel's talking to the cop? The first cop who finds out about it is like a street uniform officer. He goes up to the door and someone holds a revolver in his face. Yeah. And then he goes and he's talking to Denzel Denzel later. And he says something. I, I genuinely don't recall specifically what he says, which is probably good. But he says something racist. And Denzel's like, well, just watch what you're saying or whatever. Oh, and the cop, yeah, yeah, yeah. The cop is like, all right, I'll be more careful or something like that. And I was like, this he, seems interesting. He's talking about when the kid shot him, a 12-year-old kid shot him yeah. in the chest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And Denzel's like, maybe don't say all those things that you're saying. The cop's he like, said, I'll be more careful. Like, the cop seems to have, like, some kind of lesson learned in that moment. Or maybe I misinterpreted that scene. But rather, I'd rather the be an old bigot. He's like, I'd rather be an old bigot than a handsome corpse. Oh, is it, exactly. oh he says yeah, an old bigot than a handsome corpse. Oh, so he doesn't learn a lesson. He's no, like, he doesn't learn a lesson. He's like, I'm going to be a bigot. No, he <laughs> says I'm going to be an old bigot than a, uh, than a handsome corpse. But he's like, but I will work. He's like, you know what? But I will work on what I say. Right. Yeah, that's I'll what he says. Like, yeah, I appreciate that. Which is basically just him learning the lesson of say the, don't say the quiet part out loud, which I don't know is <laughs> <make him> better. <laughs> um, but that's a real solid Denzel's doing this guy. He's like, because I feel like yeah. let racists be racist and then people will know. Denzel's like, no, you got to keep that shit locked down. Yeah. Keep that shit to yourself. Um, I did appreciate Jesus saying at one point to uh, Rosario Dawson when she's accusing him of having sex with the white ladies at school. Like she knows right away that that's what he did when he went to Tech U. And he goes, yeah. if I was with a white woman, my mother would be spinning in her grave. Right? <laughs> right? He just straight up was like, I'm going to go ahead and throw this just out there. Lie. Yeah, he's just straight lying. That um, woman was an eighth Chicano. <laughs> like, she like, wasn't white, so my mom she was, wasn't white. One she drop. wasn't full white. One drop. Be specific. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I feel like both these hold up. Uh, let's hold up fine, the, yeah. the the third and the um, uh, some would say the most important category. I think for sure. Was I think Luis, Vince will agree once we get into it. Was Luis Guzman in either one of these movies? Mm. Luis mm. Guzman. <laughs> you know, Luis Guzman, famous character actor. Uh, he's in a lot of um, Paul Thomas Anderson movies. He's been in a lot of things. Uh, we've seen him. He was not in either my one of movie, Leonard. He wasn't in He was not movie. in my movie either. Damn. Um, no, he wasn't in Luis. Luis Guzman <laughs> was not in this. I've met Luis Guzman before. What? What? You met him? Yeah, very briefly. This oh, where? In Lexington, Kentucky. Lexington, Kentucky. That's Lexington. not a place you meet Luis Guzman. <laughs> he was Luis Luis Guzman. 
came to this bar I was at or this club I was at in Lexington, Kentucky, and he was like a featured guest. Luis Guzman came in as a fee. Like they paid him to come to this bar. To do what? Like, what? An appearance fee? An appearance fee. It For was Luis like Guzman? actually. Were they doing improv or something? Like what was no, happening? No, no. It was just like you had a DJ and you had Luis Guzman just being at this, this bar. This is not real. This is real. Last <laughs> thing Kentucky, Luis guys were like, oh, Luis Guzman's going to be there. Cats were taking pictures. <laughs> it was wild. This was, I'm not going to, I'm going to tell you a true story. I'm not going to tell you a true story. This truly happened to me. I, I got a you drink. You did not know who he was. You did, We just saw you look him up on your phone. I just looked him up. I just but looked now him he up. knows. As soon as you saw up. a picture of him, I was like, like oh, that cat. was that dude. That, that was that dude. That, um, true story. True story. But real quick. But you wasn't. I was in, that was 2004. Four. Okay. 2004. Okay. Yeah. I'm in line to go to the bathroom. The guy's line was like long, like was longer, but it went faster than the girl's line. Mm-hmm. I go into the bathroom and this girl is just like pants down, peeing, like on the toilet. Like, but she was, she was tight too. And like, she's peeing and that, and, and, and some dude was like trying to holler at her while she was peeing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Uh-oh. lying. Uh-oh. I'm not lying. Her girl was in there too, and she was like, she looked at him. She was like, "This is Luis's pussy." <laughs> she said that to him, and he was like, "Oh, okay, well." And then <laughs> I was like, this, "I was like, where am I at right now?" Oh my god! You're in Lexington, Kentucky, my friend. It was like Kentucky, I thought you were gonna say the guy trying to holler at her was Luis Guzman. I'm like, we're no. gonna have to retire this no. segment right now. <laughs> no, Luis no. Guzman. He was he was chilling in VIP, dog. <laughs> I gave him a pound. I gave him a pound. That was it. He was like, mm. that was it. Okay, because I thought that was the brief moment you met Luis Guzman. But no, it was it was it was, it was a it was a girl that I just remember just peeing out in public in front of a bunch of guys and not caring and she was like wow. this is the least interesting do you know well, how to, uh, do you know how to spell pussy p-u-s-s-y i don't know if vince heard that i was throwing you a line yeah. from your own movie it goes p-u yeah. and then you jumps in it goes h-i-v <laughs> yeah exactly oh, yeah, yeah 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 it was from it, it was from okay. he got game let's let that um, let's let that full minute of silence uh hang in the in the final edit of this oh, it's so gonna be there it's gonna be there um, that was a nice pullback I thank know. you thank you uh, i remember okay where would like Luis guzman i feel like Luis guzman would be maybe he could be <laughs> uncle I'd, bubba he could be uncle bubba oh that would be hilarious if he was uncle bubba he would be uncle bubba. also oh, was yeah, uncle bubba also- molesting mary because that's what it sounded like who because he was like i had to get her out of that apartment he's like i don't want her staying in no apartment with uncle bubba he said that's right twice in the that. movie oh shit he like, yeah he's like I, he's like i had to move mary out of that apartment i couldn't let her and then, but then why would he the second time he was talking about like when he went to school he's like i'm not letting her stay with uncle bubba like and I was like, "What?" Yeah. Yeah. But if he had, I didn't, I didn't pick that up. But I, I see what you're saying, and that makes sense. But now I'm thinking about it. Why would he then be like, "You know, I'm going to buy you a house." You don't buy but, a house to someone because black people just didn't address shit back then, man. They still <laughs> don't sometimes, you know. So I don't know. But that was weird. It was weird. weird stuff going on. I, I, I don't know if something time. weird. I don't know if something weird had happened. But maybe he was just worried about it. And he's like, "I don't, I don't trust this man." Yeah, that maybe that's more like he's just yeah. a. Un- but um, um shouts to uncle bubba he has some funny moments in that scene where he just buys him yeah. a car and it's so what it's color do you want black, <laughs> yeah. right? blue 
Got the um, retractable moon roof. <laughs> I know who Luis Guzman is in Inside Man. If I had to put him in Inside Man, you guys may have other thoughts, but uh, he's the guy with the Albanian wife. Like that's I want him to be the. He wants to come in with <laughs> yeah. a construction hard hat, and he goes, yeah. "I know what that language is." And then it's like you yes. got to call her, and he goes, "I don't want to call her." Like I want yes. Luis Guzman Bro, to kill that part. That character that part. was so goddamn funny. I was like, "This character makes no sense," and I was like, "But this is New York City, so he's it so makes New York." Sense. Yeah. yeah, he was. So he's like, York. "Oh no, not again!" Like, you. <laughs> volunteered yourself am i getting arrested it's also to say that oh yes that's albanian oh what are they saying well i don't speak it it's like yeah just say that up front so we know that like um, oh man that was such a fun yeah that would have been great that would have been hilarious he would have been funny as that or just as any one of the hostages like in one of the interviews he would be a funny interview that's true he could he could be one of the hostages quite easily too uh so you know what this Despite, once again, we've gone 0 for Luis Guzman this season, but this is still the most successful version of this segment because Vince had a Luis Guzman story. Maybe the greatest Luis Guzman story that that would ever have been told on this podcast. So He has um, some faithful chicks around him. That's that's a faithful chick. You know what I mean? Um, the toilets. Though. All right. Well, uh, this is Luis Guzman segment, and it's over. Um, <laughs> we Let's go into stats. Um, he got game disrespected as always by the white, uh, <laughs> uh by the white people. But uh, are both Spike Lee movies starring Denzel, though, so but yeah, right. I know, I know. 6.9. I'm not even really honestly, I'm not mad at these ratings. Uh, 6.9 on IMDb and an 81% on uh, Rotten Tomato, 83% audience score. So 81% on the tomato meter, 83% on the uh, the audio audience. Okay. Uh, it made it made uh, twenty two million in the box office, and I don't know how much it cost. Let me find out. It oh shit, it cost twenty five. So it lost money. This movie lost money. The budget was twenty five million, and it made twenty two point four. That surprised me because Denzel was a movie star in nineteen ninety eight, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, and so I guess maybe, like you say, Leonard. I mean, you do say it, and I give you a hard time when I think you're using it uh, strategically. But you're right. This is a movie with an all black cast, and it was probably just not promoted the same way. As Inside oh, Man, which has yeah. a lot of white people in it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to say that's the whole reason. I don't know when they released it or whatever, but I would have felt like this would have been a more popular movie. This is like meant to be, other than the fact that it's heavy and Denzel kills his wife, it's sort of meant to be like a crowd pleaser. <laughs> <laughs> um, Inside Man, 7.6 on IMDb, 86% Rotten Tomatoes. And that's the the critic score. The fan score I'm loading is eighty five percent. And it made. I'm gonna try to find the budget, but it made one hundred and eighty four point four million dollars, which again at the time, and it might still be the case, was the biggest Spike Lee uh, box office ever. It was made for forty five million dollars, so it made bank. It made four times back its budget. Uh, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, no, like you said, it, it was it's, it was probably his biggest movie up until uh, uh, Black Klansman, and there's another reason why. <laughs> this is a movie. This this is why I don't consider this a Spike Lee joint. It's like it wasn't written by him. It's not at all like it. It's this movie for sure was written for white people, and he was like, I'm putting Denzel in it. I'm putting black people in this movie. Like so, like. Anyone could play these roles, which is great, though. It's not like specific to a black culture or white culture. It's like a, a movie that anyone can play or be in. Yeah. And honestly, I want to say this. I feel like 
I mean, I was going to save it for the final argument. But I'm saying it. I feel like Inside Man would be better if Denzel was the bank robber. If like all the bank robbers, I know it wouldn't work because then they they're all they're different races. But if they were like, mm-hmm. uh, but if they were a way that they could hide their their face, but if Denzel was the heist leader, that would have been dope. Yeah, he definitely could have played a Clive Owen's part. It would have been a little bit different, but yeah, I mean, for sure. Um, what did I have to say based off that? Uh, maybe nothing. Maybe I'm just stalling before we get to our fifth and final criteria. <laughs> Leonard. Uh, we are there. We haven't been recording ourselves on, on our garage band, so we don't know the time, and I feel like we've run pretty long. Uh, no, we're, we're, we're in range. We're okay, as long good. as we usually are. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Um, yeah, but let's go into these final arguments. Uh, I went first last time, so I'll let Quinn go first this time. Oh, really? You're going to do that to me when you've got, you're sitting Okay. Oh, no, 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 don't say anything. Okay. Well, what do you want me to do? You want me to we'll go? Be, all right. I'll go first. I'll go first. <laughs> Fine. Um, we are talking Denzel Washington here. I'm not going to say either one of these movies are the best Denzel Washington film. Clearly not especially inside man. But um, when you think of Denzel Washington, you think of, you know, like training day, you know, Malcolm X, you think of the speeches from all about the, uh, you think about speeches about uh, remember the Titans. You think about the impassioned speeches in John Q when he's trying to he get his son help. You think about monologues. You think about, Scenes of him on his uh, basketball court, pushing his son to the ground, throwing him to the ground, teaching him lessons. You might not see Denzel as much as you do on the screen as you, and uh, Inside Man is, and he got game. But when Denzel is on the screen and he got game, God damn it, that it's the quintessential Denzel Washington moments. Impassion, teaching lessons, being stern, loud. Just making sure that you are he is being seen, he is being heard, and he is acting his ass off. There is no scene in Inside Man that I can think of like, damn, that was a Denzel moment. Or that was, oh, Denzel really, Denzel is just some interpersonal, uh, let me figure out this noir. That's not Denzel. Denzel is the patriarch. Denzel is the leader. Denzel is the coach. And that's what he is. He's all of those things in this movie. Normally, you know, Denzel's the hero, but in this one, he's the convict who is teaching lessons, trying to be a better man. And, and you know, the story isn't the greatest story, but what, what he was given with, Denzel produced gold. So I'm going to say this movie is more of a Denzel movie. It's a, it's a real Spike Lee joint. The moments that you get from Denzel are raw and real, and you don't get that in Inside Man. Inside Man may overall be the better movie, but... It's not what I think of when I think of Denzel movie. This just, you know, when we were thinking about movies to choose, I didn't even think about Inside Man at all. It didn't even, I, I completely had forgotten about it, you know? So I think that says something for that. And uh, that's that's the end of my uh, argument. Okay. <clears throat> I said the whole, I feel like you got me, you know, back and forth in the whole like, what's a legit Spike Lee movie. I'm going to say for the purposes of this conversation, what's a legit Spike Lee movie is irrelevant because we're not talking about Spike Lee. We're talking about Denzel Washington and Denzel Washington has been great in Spike Lee movies. And he's been great in movies directed by Tony Scott or any other number of people. Denzel is Denzel. So I'm going to let that one lay because I don't think it matters. 
Um, <clears throat> we talked about already how neither of us would have picked the movies that we picked. We probably would have just picked Training Day. Leonard said that the prompt wouldn't have even gotten to me before he would have locked in Training Day. So we, so we are picking not the quintessential Denzel movie. We got to find, we got to go deeper into the bag for that. And when I was thinking of all the movies that I've seen, I have not seen all of Denzel's movies. I, I'm going to just have to cop to that because I'd be lying. So, so I had not, I have not seen Malcolm X. Leonard has, he didn't pick it. That's interesting. <laughs> I picked give a movie. Give me a chance. Give me a chance. I had to think about what I think about when I think of Denzel. I feel like we talked about this from like, movie stars what we expect of them tom cruise we usually expect him to be putting himself in some sort of like you know he's running and putting himself in some sort of extreme situation where he's doing a stunt brad pitt we expect him to be cool and handsome and whatever like movie stars george clooney he's always kind of like the boss he's in control whatever we have these ideas of what movie stars bring to their movies and i think that's how we think of them and then the movie themselves could defy those expectations or not but that's the persona of a movie star and when it comes to denzel i just kept coming back to one word and I think we've been trying to describe like his essence in this podcast. And that word for me is control. I feel like Denzel is a guy who is always in control of a scene that he is in. And I think there's moments before the liners going to jump in. I think there are moments, particularly on the basketball court where he's in control and he got game for sure. But I think he's usually in his most iconic roles. He's an authority figure of some sort. doesn't always mean he's a cop, but I'm thinking, Malcolm X, he's in, you know, he's in a revolutionary. He's kind of a, he's the anti-authority figure, but he's in an authoritative position. Uh, he's a football coach, like in Remember the Titans, in Training Day. He's a crooked cop, but like he runs the whole joint. Like that's what we think about when we think about Denzel. So it's interesting. And he got game. He is not a character in control. He's not in control of his life. He's not in control of his prison sentence. He's not in control of his son. And that's interesting. But I don't think it's what we think of when we think of Denzel movies. I think more close to the prototypical performance from Denzel is kind of the put upon cop that we see in inside man who is maybe dealt a bad hand, but because he's Denzel, we know going into every scene and every situation that he has the upper hand or he's going to extract the upper hand. So even though Jodie Foster can spit him up and chew him out and pull rank on him, he's got the pen and I'm going to come and show you. And I'm going to walk up to the mayor at while he's having lunch with Jodie Foster at the end of this movie, like the way Denzel exerts power in inside man, or is perhaps less obvious, but it's just kind of what we expect from him in movies. He's always going to come out on top because he's just one step ahead and he's cool and he's whatever. Um, Vince, this is going to be the most important decision of your life. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Or what, maybe, movie, what movie is that from though? What or maybe is that from? it's from He Got Game. And yeah. I'm trying to have game right now. <laughs> maybe more accurately, it's going to be the most important decision of my life because I'm... <laughs> I'm hanging on by a third year. I'm going into this fight with Leonard who has a deeper Denzel knowledge. And when he picked, he got game. I was like, I think you, I think you screw up because you picked a good Denzel movie and a good Denzel performance, but I don't think it's prototypical. I don't think it's what you think of. And I think he got, I think inside man is a tighter, more entertaining movie. And it's more of what we expect from Denzel. And I'm speaking collectively. You said, your two favorite actors, Vince, are Denzel and Sidney Poitier. I mean, Sidney Poitier is known for certain things. You know, he was kind of always the professional gentleman kind of character. He had more patience and more empathy than a lot of the characters use it. I guess I'm saying is he had a type. I think Denzel has a type. I don't think they're the same other than uh -huh. they're black leading men. 
But I think Denzel is doing what Denzel does best in Inside Man. Is it his best movie? No, we've gone over that. His best movie is not available to me. I think I, I picked the next best thing. That's it. That's my timeline. Okay. Okay. Is it all now, me? Vince? Comes a choice for you to decide. You can take as long or as or as short, like as much time as you need. You can talk through it. You can just tell us. It's up to you. Oh. The ball's in your court. Basketball. I reference. wish I had more time. <laughs> yeah, that was also a really good movie. Um, surprised no one picked that one. But I want to wait until Leonard's screen is completely black because it just looks like this is getting darker, and darker <laughs> in his room. It's just like Leonard's just gradually turning down the lights the entire time. Um, this is a hard decision because there's two totally different movies with two different types of screen times between the both uh, for Denzel Washington. The stories were somewhat ridiculous in their own rights for both of them uh, because it was also a Spike Lee film. And I see what you're saying, Quinn. Was this typical Denzel? Denzel is such a strong character that he should be commanding and i mean look this guy even from watching him in glory with a single denzel tear you knew he was just special at that point it was like this i mean you knew he was superstardom because everyone talks about that part of the movie and it was just a co-star part but everyone remembers that part of that movie uh so you want to see an evolution in him but you gotta also realize this is what's so special about denzel no one talks about any other actors i don't feel like like this like you talk about Matt McConaughey. I don't know. You said Tom Cruise, but Tom Cruise, I guess you are kind of right. Tom Cruise kind of like falls into that category where you're like, yeah, is Tom Cruise going to do this or that? But Denzel, I feel like he's just like in his own right, like his essence and his voice is what attracts you to him, you know? And it's just like, he's supposed to be that character, but it's really Denzel in that, in that story. Going back to He Got Game. When we saw Denzel and He Got Game, Man, you just saw a rawness to the film. I felt like it was a better, like, just visually a better story than Inside Man. Inside Man was just too, like, formulaic in a sense. And they were going film noir to, like, this classical, like, this also, like, modern thriller and trying to be, like, you know, keep you guessing. Where is it? And I was like, why does this guy just pull down that mask? When he pulled him down, it's so hard for him to just pull it down. He even had a chance to just pull down a mask. He knew he wasn't going to shoot him. Pull it down. Just get his face. But anyway, he never did that. <laughs> All right, I won't stall you any longer. This is how I'm going to choose the best movie. I'm going to choose the best movie because Denzel is an instrument. My question is, is it harder for Denzel to go from borderline sex fiend with his girl to detective then to go from murderer to inspirer? I think it's harder to go from murderer to inspire. So he got game wins for me, oh, baby. God. It was fun. It was it was great arguments. Uh, I was trying to give I, I honestly thought I might lose this one. I was trying to give Quinn yeah. a dub. I was trying to give Quinn a little little break. You know, I just want to say shout out to um Vince, Peggy Vince, you don't know what you've done. Shout out to <laughs> Ronnie Adrian. Oh my God. Uh, shout out to uh, uh, James. Nope, nope, nope. Shout out to um, um, nope. Amelia Aquino. Um, Amalia. Shout out 
Amalia Aquino. What is wrong with me? Shout out to uh, Josh uh, Simpson. Uh, and uh, I think that's it. I feel like I don't know. I wasn't listening. I'm just, I'm just, uh, I mean, I shouldn't win. I shouldn't win a best Denzel movie, you know, argument, (laughs) but I needed to. And Leonard, you would not let me say, and then you tried to get me to go first, which is how I knew that you were afraid. (laughs) Yeah, I knew you were afraid. Uh, yeah, I was a little worried because I might have fumbled the bag on this one, but after watching, because I was like, Denzel's not really in this movie. As much as I remember, I wasn't even going to bring that up. I was like, who cares? It's clearly his movie. But yes, it's clearly his movie because all the parts I remember were goddamn. They were still there and they were still good. So, yeah. um, Yeah, it was a tough one for you this week. And I was real worried because if we still have the guests we have for next week, I was going to lose that one. I'm probably going to lose that one. So (laughs) who knows? Man, I'm like rooting for the Cubs at this point. I cannot win a fucking pennant for my life. Uh, Vince, you've just handed Leonard the season four championship for the Film vs. Film podcast. Leonard uh, was trying to, I was trying to hint around that, that this was, Leonard was on the precipice, but he wouldn't let me. And out of some sort of, I should have fouled you like Denzel against an 11-year-old. I should have just said <laughs> yeah. it. Trying to get some, some points on foul. that. But... Take it. Take the foul. Yeah. No, no. You're not going to get or me off my game. They're, they're going to start uh, calling me Leonard Smith the third Because that's three in a row, baby. Let's go. I like it. Ooh, uh, this is tough. This is tough for me. Uh, Leonard, you talk for a while. But we got um, wrap up this, um, this, this is a very fun episode. Uh, it was I, fun. Um, I had a feeling you were, I, I started feeling good about it in the episode when you were like, I had problems with the inside man story. I was like, Oh, okay, hold on. There we go. Um, but, um, Vince, where can the people find you? Where can they find me? Yeah. Where, where can they find me? Hey, Oh, where you, do you find me on Instagram. Um, King Vince Pegler, the third V I N C E P as in Paul E A G L E R. And then three eyes, I guess that's the suffix for in Instagram. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Come check out Lemon Pepper Wet. We blowing up, baby. Comedy Improv. Uh, we will be at San Francisco Sketch Fest um, in January. Leonard's January 8th and 9th. Rolling. Say what? January 8th and 9th at January Piano 8th Fight. 9th, you're right. Yep. For sure. At Piano Fight. Um, that's going to be on fire. And then we're continuously just performing throughout uh, Los Angeles, West LA, uh, Hollywood, Hollywood, um, throughout this month and, and next year. Yeah, yeah, exciting. So exciting times ahead. Pepper wet. We celebrate. Right. It's a celebration. It's a celebration. I'm a champion. <laughs> Everything's coming up, Leonard. You can find me standing on an overpass uh, over the LA River, uh, anywhere in around Los Angeles, because I <laughs> have to end it now that I've lost the Leonard three seasons in a row. Uh, I got to completely refigure out the way I watch movies. I may. I may just send a, a substitute for next week's episode. <laughs> and I might just, I don't know if I'm even going to play out the string this time. Oh, I'm pretty defeated. Man. I feel like that Monsters Inc. You really blew, you really blew with that Monsters Inc. pick. There was I nothing I, I could have picked. Ronnie was like, yeah, I was going to pick that. If I hadn't picked Toy Story, I don't know. No, he said even Toy Story. Why am I litigating old losses? All I know is I'm on a losing streak. I think I need to go and train. I got to like go like do what Kobe did. Just go to Germany and try some new tech, film picking technique. <laughs> film argument um but uh this has been incredibly fun talking uh denzel movies with you vince uh you you know your shit 
Uh, you could yeah. not be fooled into picking uh, Inside Man over he got <laughs> game. <laughs> the, the the thing that like was tough for me is that I just had not seen enough Denzel movies. And I had to I had to hide that as much as I could. But like Leonard beat me last week. He's only seen two Pixar movies. I had the entire Pixar category, <laughs> so there's really no excuse. But like I was like, oh man, I would have loved to have seen Malcolm X or uh, like yeah, any other, know. even like Unstoppable, the train movie that he did that people like. Like oh, I was like, wow, I just right. need a I need a wider yeah. Denzel. In time in time you know man on no. fire i, saw I was this, really mad about yeah. book of eli i was really disappointed in that movie i, I was like Denzel's fantastic have either of you guys seen devil in a blue De- uh, in a blue dress yeah a long time ago though that's a great one that i've only seen recently and i was like this is incredible but i was like that that's not a big enough movie like yeah is it a few good men is he the lawyer is he the head lawyer in a few good men like no, no. not a few it's a that's no. tom cruise We're no 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 it's the one no it's the one with like Meg Ryan, where like the pilot, the woman pilot, like yeah, there's a along came a spud or like no, something like no, that's Morgan Freeman. That... I haven't seen it, so I'm not mixing up Morgan Freeman and Denzel. I just know he's a... or is it Julia Roberts, the firm, or like one of those like lawyer movies? Um, I'm gonna pull it up right now. Um, but uh, this man has done so many. He's done a lot, movies. so many. And uh, Leonard, I'm not. I'm changing my profile picture back and I will not, get, I'm going to, I'm going to really start. Cause I live in the punishment oh, now. I'm courage gonna, under fire. Courage right. under fire. That's right. Oh, I also, I all, I almost chose Antoine Fisher. That's funny. I almost chose Antoine Fisher. I'm really happy. Ooh, I'm glad you didn't make me watch that. That's a directed that one, didn't <laughs> I think I heard so. That's boring. That movie's so sad. Okay. It's real fucked up. It's a true story too. So that's why it's really sad. I almost picked John um, Q. Would John Q had done anything for you? This? I think John, John Q. Q. Yeah. yeah. Nah. All right. But um, yeah, uh, this has been a fun one. This has been a good, good one. Uh, we won't be seeing Quinn at an overpass. <laughs> talking about. But we will see you. In the, the cinema. I got to come up with a whole new thing. All right. See you guys. Thank you. <laughs> All right, team. Fun time. Thanks, Vince. All right. Yeah, we'll, text, we'll catch everybody next week. And have a good one.